Welcome to Long Story Long. I'm your host, Lisa Curry. Today's guest, I'm so excited to have on. I shouldn't say that because I don't say that for everyone. Anyway, um, well, you know where my alliances lay now. Um, uh, I've got my friend Joanna Kadra on. She is a film composer and music producer and uh, a delight. A delight. Thank you. Um, How dare you? Kind of a rotten delight. Is it? Can we say that? Yeah. It's encouraged. (laughs) A roasty delight. (laughs) Frankly, Uh, how I'm often described. (laughs) Uh, Joanna, how are you? Hi. Oh, my God. Hi. You know what? I just, I'm looking around and you've got your like, who do you have? What astronaut have you got on the back Mm. of your wall there? You got all your shit. This is, this is for everyone listening. I have a frame photo behind me of Jerry Ross. He (laughs) was a NASA astronaut and he went to my high school. So I have, for some reason, I just have like a a sheath of autographed photos from him written to me. Um, To Lisa Curry, best wishes, Jerry Ross. So uh, I was like, hmm? A best wishes is you might think that it's a generalized greeting. It's not. He doesn't give up. He doesn't just hand out best wishes to people maybe with <laughs> yeah. whom he didn't go to high school. You know? Yeah. I think that's true. I was just thinking you're like, how are you? And I'm I'm fine. But I, you know, there's like kind of like some crap over there and some crap over there. And I didn't really. It's all music stuff. It looks fun. Prep as much as I probably should have. And for that, I apologize. No, no, no. Your, your office situation, living room could be anything. Um, right, right. Perhaps right, you're right. in the bathroom. What am I? I, I can't make things up here for you. But Perhaps it, it looks are. like it's giving me this vibe like you just have friends over and you jam and somebody <laughs> hops on the bongos and somebody else grabs a guitar or a yep. miniature guitar. I can't see what that is. Well, bongo guitar and miniature guitar are staples of any good studio. And so if you see them here, you know that I am a professional. You're the, you're the second person to call, I think, that drum there a bongo. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it shall Well, it looks because it has like the ropes or whatever on the yep. outside. Listen, these yep. are all technical terms that I'm um, teaching myself right now. I'm self-taught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, it both shows and doesn't show for whatever reason, you know? Here's the thing. If if you see someone with only an acoustic guitar or only a bongo, we've got Do a I problem in either direction. Okay. Yeah. But if you have extra, if you have more instruments, it's like, oh, this is like you 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 jam or you yeah. know what you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. And the more instruments that you can play at the same time by yourself, the more seriously you'll be taken. Is yeah. my Absolutely. Um, understanding. I mean, I am I, not taken seriously, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Ideally, you have a setup like the chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, I don't. Are, can people see this? Is this going to be like? There'll uh, be a short clip on Instagram. Oh, okay, because I, you know, I was going to try to just <clears throat> paint a picture of that exact scene, but it's uh, it will be revealed to be a lie soon enough. I do also. I kind of love that uh, the go-to for having as many instruments as possible is to add an accordion. Like there's no other, you don't see a kazoo, no one's playing the comb. It's always well, an accordion. Yeah, wait, can we, let's go back to, did you say no one's playing the comb? Yeah, yes. Well, first of all, that's where you're wrong. Indiana. Okay. That's where you're wrong. I was just playing, I had a pretty heavy comb session right before we started this. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the kazoo you don't see because it goes right in the pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. You've always just played it. That's yeah. I used to have um, a friend of mine in New York lent me this like incredible accordion to your point. And mm-hmm. it had it was like, you know, like the buttons were pearl and it was like ivory keys and shit. And oh, I meant harmonica. Oh, so, okay. that's what so, I was. Listen, they're similar in versus... their in their social standing. Yeah, yeah. They're similar in the fact that they both produce sound of some sort. (laughs) I'm sorry. So back to your accordion story. (laughs) No, honestly, the accordion story was just me saying that I don't know where it is and that I feel terrible about it. At some Mm -hmm. point, it was in my the studio where I was working in New York and now it's gone. And if you're listening, which you're not, Maggie, uh, sorry, hopefully it's back safely in your home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, it's Never. There's a big accordion feud happening in my family right now. Accordion or harmonica? Just or, accordion. Clarify. Accordion. Okay. My okay. um my grandpa, my Polish grandfather, uh, played accordion and when he passed, there was a big fight over who gets it. And then my mom stepped in and said, Well, if anyone learns how to play the accordion, they get it. And uh, my family is at a complete standstill because no one wants to learn how to play the accordion, <laughs> but everyone wants it. So it's just sitting in the basement at my grandma's house right now. So no one, nobody wants to learn, but everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody that wants it, by the way, are like in their late 60s. It's, yeah. Y- 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 y'all aren't picking up new hobbies. 
Well, and physically picking that up, you got to hoist that thing up and put it on yourself. You know, it's not just like I'm going to. Quick question. Can um, friends of relatives throw their hat in the ring for the accordion? (laughs) I think Um, my mom would have to inherit it and then I would and then I would pass it off. Okay, because I'm ap- certainly not learning the accord. I would love to gift it to you. Uh, so it goes your mom, you you then pass away and leave it to me in your will, if I'm mm-hmm. understanding correctly. But I won't even pass away. I'll just hand it to you. <laughs> okay. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's I like got other thing- stuff from my grandpa. <clears throat> Good. It's like... It's like what parents do. They want. They're like, well, here's some money. Now we want to see you enjoy it. You know, while we're still alive. And that's what you can do. You can give me the accordion while you're still alive and mm-hmm. watch me have a great time. Mm-hmm. It's really a gift. Or I'll to you. give you my grandma's address and you can break in and get it. I'd like that. I'd like both. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Because <laughs> exactly. I can promise you, even though my mom is the one who. Here's the thing. If I made up a rule, as like similar to the one my mom did, I would learn the accordion then out of spite. <laughs> Like, I can't believe she's not just doing that in her spare time. I'm like, missed opportunity to spite your all of your siblings at once. Seriously. What if I that would be amazing if you had a kid who was just like, you know, the only way that you would get them to do things is be like, you know, I'll tell you what I don't want you to do is learn German. And the kid's like, yeah, well, fuck you. And then that's every, in there that's and my whole life. In. Yeah. Yeah. If only if there was a word for that phenomenon. <laughs> if only. Yeah, it would be a lot easier than me describing it handsomely <laughs> yeah. as I did, but still. Yeah. Yeah. We could make it up. We could actually just call it the the accordion phenomenon from here on out. <laughs> Although, well, I guess in order for it to be that, my mom would have had to follow through. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot about accordions. No yeah, one. Never too much, though, honestly. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you are a composer, and in my mind, this is just something you just kind of started doing one day, or is yep. this something, or is there Yesterday. like composer courses? Uh, yeah. I mean, I assume there well. is. <laughs> Wherever there's a profession, there's somebody that is has decided that they are the authority on it and can teach. Well, I'll so. tell you what, Lisa, can mm-hmm. I call you? Um, <laughs> you know how, have you ever experienced a job fair? And I don't know if this may be the same as for comedians is basically when I went to undergrad, uh, all of our professors were like, the, you got to go to the job fair. It's going to be really helpful and blah, blah. I was a music major. And um, when I got down at? To, at, at University of Puget Sound, it's um, a highly, highly regarded um, mm. <laughs> music school that no one ever talks about weirdly. Um, but uh, it's not. It's just a it's a college. It's great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But. So, you know, then the next day we all went down to this, the student union building and all the little stands were set up and the people and whatever. And shockingly, there was nothing for film composer or musician <laughs> of any kind. It was mm-hmm. just like, you're an accountant or you're a fucking marine biologist or some shit. It, seriously, sure, sure, sure. that was the first time that I like kind of understood that I was sort of fucked, you know, in the, <laughs> yeah, in the job yeah. search. I uh-huh. was like, oh. So there's not, you don't just take a class and then you immediately get a job. Is that not the thing? Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I knew I wanted to do it when I was, I, when I was like 10, I think I was like, I'm going to write film scores. And I just like knew that mm-hmm. in the way that it. some children know that they're gay, which I didn't. But um, <laughs> do you now though? I don't know. What kind of podcast is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's whatever you can want to be. Yeah, we can do yeah. a crossover. Yeah, we can do a crossover. Yeah. I. Where did we? Where, where did I end that question? I'm sorry. Did I answer that question even? Or was I just talking? But, uh, uh, being a composer, how did you get into it? Right, 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 right. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So it's a, a tale as old as time. As a 10-year-old, I watched the mm-hmm. feature film Field of Dreams, scored by James Horner. Uh, I then was very inspired and was like, I'm going to do that. And didn't know what – I didn't know that you could get, like, scores or, like, soundtracks mm-hmm. on CD or whatever at the time. Um. So I just had, like, a little mini tape recorder, basically, that I would just – go up to the tv whenever it was on oh and my like god that's adorable it. i love it's it. disgusting honestly and then i would like race back to the piano and try to like plunk it out by ear and all that shit so but i was always making just like generally a lot of noise um and my parents typically knew that like there was something wrong with me if i was being quiet that was kind of like the litmus test <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like you were plotting against them no like i was sick or something Oh, okay. Because you were always making noise. Just constantly. Yeah. And also (laughs) plotting against them quietly. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so you uh, had a piano in your childhood home? 
I did. Yeah, I was really lucky in that my parents kind of um, entertained pretty much every flight. Like I went through like the ADHD really. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'd like to play the trumpet. No, the trombone. By God, the drums. It was just like and there ended up being uh, over a span of time. They weren't like, here you go, child. It was just like (laughs) after a while they were like, right. Are you going to will you play this one for more than like a week or two, do you think? Because then we're going to have to sell this <laughs> yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, because instruments turns out are expensive. Turns out, yeah. But um, no, I mean, they. my mom had me playing piano in some fashion, like when I was three or something. Oh, wow. Um, and then, you know, just like kind of like enrolled me in every possible music class that I could do. And mm-hmm. then I started doing band in elementary school and then just kind of like kept on going mm-hmm. through there. Um, I love it. So did your parents then, I would assume, realize when you were young, uh, oh, she's going to work in music in some capacity? That I was... Uh, or were they like, let's hold out for marine biologist? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember uh, a conversation about having like a fallback, just just in case, you know, and yeah. I was like, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. I couldn't possibly fall back on yeah, it. You're like, maybe I'll sell instruments to people. I don't understand. Yeah. It's going to have something to do with music. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to they were trying to keep it in the realm. I remember them kind of like trying to edge in like music business, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just I don't even know where to start with that. Also, you don't either. Do you even know what that means? You know, I'm sure that they were like, yeah, it has the word business in it. So probably it's a touch more nine to five. And like, so that's not we can also in competitive and insane no and no probably cocaine fueled yeah which every good job is am I right <laughs> every job that i'd like to be a part of just kidding yeah um, yeah whether or not you even do the cocaine it's like <laughs> if everyone around me is fucked up then we're, we're yeah. having a good time yeah i'd like to have a mound of it on my desk just to be like look what i've done look what i've accomplished yeah, it's like a it's like the entertainer snow globe that's exactly exactly <laughs> what it is Wow, um, the shattered dreams of that. Um, <laughs> so, where did you grow up? I grew up. I was born in LA, actually, and then um, right before my sixth birthday, we moved to Lake Oswego, Oregon, which is just oh. like a is it suburb. Of, it's incredibly charming. It's like a very, it's a very beautiful town. It's built around this man-made lake called Lake Oswego. Um, lots of gorgeous trees and all the things that you know when you think of Oregon, that's what it looks like. Not the um, right wing conservative. Well, there's a touch, there's a light touch of that as well. But um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a charming town. And I went to elementary school up through high school there, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> I went to the University of Puget Sound that we discussed before um, for music and. I was just thinking back on how many classes I skipped, you know, like that what like I I was also like starting to be gay and also would like skip classes to like hang out with like my best friend, a.k.a. my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking because I, I ended up getting kicked out of jazz band because I just didn't go. I would like go. <laughs> yeah. It was only twice a week. And it was uh-huh. like a Tuesday, Thursday, like a 4 p.m. or whatever, which to me mm-hmm. is just like kryptonite. I couldn't possibly function at that time of day. No way. You know? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I just like wouldn't go. And then I would hang out with um, my best friend who shall remain nameless. And then, sure. and then the director was like, we don't want you back. You're not. You don't come <laughs> we, here. What were you playing in jazz band? Uh, I was playing the tenor saxophone mm-hmm. at the time. And you were, I assume, last chair. I was uh, <laughs> a chair that was not even allowed in the room. <laughs> just you straight were, on down the they hall. They had you in a soundproof booth. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, didn't like to read music. Uh, so, yeah, really the makings of a really established jazz musician. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, after, I mean, do you want me to just, like fucking like roll out my whole just tell me whatever whatever you want to talk about okay 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 uh (laughs) okay cool and just like throw something right at me if you're like please this is very boring uh but yeah i mean after after i graduated i've taught music for two years um at the school the school in tacoma called annie Wright, which was like also gorgeous like massive brick building Mm -hmm. private overlooking puget sound it was like a very like you send your kids there they like they bored um, high school kids, whatever. Anyway, it was beautiful and fun, and I loved it. And to th- to this day, that's my favorite job by far. But I freaked the fuck out because I was 
like 24 and teaching and I was like oh my god I'm gonna wake up and be 60 tomorrow what am I doing yeah and be a teacher which I which is incredible I mean like yeah oh absolutely but if you want to be a composer it's a little different yeah 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 um so I um was like well I guess I looked at my odds I looked at my odds of getting into USC which is the film school I wanted to go to Mm -hmm. for film composing and they let in like you know six people a year and I was like I just feel like maybe that's not going to happen for me based on my experience of doing nothing like I hadn't scored any films I hadn't composed any music really Mm -hmm. um so I there was a music tech program at NYU that also had some like audio for video classes and I was like maybe that'll be a good way to kind of like side swipe us but anyway whatever I applied I got in and then I was like I guess I'm moving to New York. So then I started my life in New York that ended up being about 10 years or so um, of general debauchery music related. (laughs) Did you love living in New York? I did. Yeah. It took me like um, a solid three years to acclimate. I was also getting over a relationship, getting over. (laughs) It's like getting over COVID. Um, Yeah. I was. Yeah. I You had had long relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I I had lost the sense of emotion is what I had lost. Um, uh, But I was just like it took me a while to kind of like settle into it. But once I did, I was just like, this is the fucking best. And I met, you know, my best friends. there, some of my best friends. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about it fondly, and I'm also thrilled that I don't live there anymore. Like, it's a great place to visit, you know? It's a, yeah, it's a, I lived there for a short period, and it was some of the most fun of my life. And also looking back, I'm like, how the fuck was I working seven days a week and somehow sometimes two jobs and sleeping five hours a night and being out till five in the morning? I don't, I don't understand. Oh, you were 24, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was like, I think I was like 30. It was. How um, did you do it? Although 30 is basically like 24 as far as like fatigue goes still, I think, you know? Yeah. We're I think kind it of like was in that just same like, energy. I was just like crazed. Uh, I, and I, w- I mean, it was also I was only there for a year. So I like was able to la- maintain a certain level of excitement for being in the city. Yes. That, that now I'm like, well, I've been to New York for four million times. I, I got it. Did you. Did you live in the city, city property? Yeah, I lived in uh, the village. Damn. Yeah. Well, it was very lucky that I had a friend that had a place in the village. And so I stayed there with her. Did we share the same room for a year? Yeah, we sure did. Uh, (laughs) But it was also like, I literally worked seven days a week and then did stand up at night. So... You know, and it's not, nobody in New York hangs out in their house anyway, unless they're a gajillionaire, because you don't even have a fucking living room half the time. It's you're that's correct. It's a going out culture. It's yeah. get the fuck out of the house culture. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. I do remember a few times I when I first moved there, I lived in a spot in the East Village on Sixth Street between First and Second Avenue. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, oh, I'd say liberally 200 square feet. <laughs> um, including a bathroom and a kitchen. Everything was just like real tight, you know? How, yeah, yeah. I um, don't know how that works. But I did have a, no, I did have the luxury of living by myself, which was like definitely amazing. But it was just me and my two cats, which is a shocker. I can't and, believe you had other living things in that house. Yeah, well, and they survived. They did survive. Um, but yeah, I just remember having a party one time and... Um, Wow. I mean, people were literally sitting on the laps of other people. Literally. It was it was a real like. Yeah. I'm surprised they even sat. I thought it would be a standing. Yeah. Yes. Situation only. Yeah. God, I got to find some pictures of that. Not for this. So when you're what was your first job out of college? Was it the the teaching? My first job out of college music was yes. Oh, music related. My first job uh, actually scoring anything. Uh, there, someone had posted something like in the on the bulletin board in the hallway of the music school and mm-hmm. it was like short film seeking a composer and it had like the little tabs you could pull off and I mm-hmm. pulled off the entire thing I was like no one no <laughs> one else is gonna even have Hold this on, opportunity I've, I have never thought of doing that and that's brilliant <clears throat> yeah that's uh that was really before like the, the internet or Craigslist existed mm-hmm. so it's a little more dependent on uh the uh tactile uh paper but um yeah and it was this this dude named brad he was uh in the army and Mm -hmm. he got out of the army to pursue his dream of 
filmmaking as you do. Fantastic. Which is yeah. Classic trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a short film. It was actually funny. It was called Downsizing. And the concept was that the parents had like three kids and they were like, we're out of money. So like, we're going to have to let one of you go. And each of the kids had an opportunity to plead their case about why they should stay. Oh, that's was funny. A, I like that. Yeah, it was a funny concept. In the end, um, they kicked all the kids out. Yeah. I, in the end, I certainly <laughs> don't remember what happened. But um, yeah, it was it was actually great. And when I think back on it, it's like uh, the way that we did it. I, I don't actually even know. Like we didn't do it in a normal like in a we meet. We have a spotting session. There's a there's like a cue sheet and shit. It was just like. <laughs> he was like I want some music that's like kind of like this and like this and then I made those things and then he just like dropped them in but he somehow had a budget for a studio which is pretty, you know can be rare was um, he one of the guys that robbed Sudan, Saddam Hussein's uh, palace maybe yeah 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 that's probably <laughs> that's probably what happened that makes a lot of sense thanks for pulling that together for me yeah um, but yeah, yeah so we, we like went to the studio and um, I had no plan uh really and um i just had like the engineer just like loop the thing i just played and then i would play a thing over that and then i would play a thing over that and it was just like the weirdest very fun um first experience you know Mm -hmm. um and that job catapulted my career in no way whatsoever like (laughs) wait so were you weren't able to parlay that into the next job no i had even i didn't even know how to brand myself or parlay anything into anything i was just but mm-hmm. a, a a small brained child at that point um much like i am now but um the way that i got into it really i guess was like uh i kind of like fill it i one of my professors was like hey i know you want to write music but there is a video post house that needs an intern this was in grad school um and they just have this audio room sitting there why don't you try to do that or something? <laughs> I was like, great. Because um, mm-hmm. I was studying, you know, I was studying like audio post and stuff at the time. And um, so they had me come in and they were like, you're going to do like uh, this kind of a mix for this film. And I was like, cool. Do you know how to do that? And I was like, of course, do I know how to? Of course I do. Like I had no <laughs> fucking idea what they were talking about, like none whatsoever. But they were leaning on like the NYU vibes so hard. They were like, well, you go to nyu so you probably and i was like i don't have you heard of steinhardt though you know what i mean that's the school that i went to which Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with steinhardt's great but like i just and it was my personal i just didn't have that much experience but my confidence is i was never short in confidence so i got myself into a lot of situations where i didn't really know what the fuck i was doing until i was like figuring it out you know as i went that's fantastic i wish that's one thing I didn't quite grasp until more recently where somebody would ask me in an interview like, oh, do you, um, I mean, I've, I've had literally people ask, say to me in interviews, they would ask me a question and I'd be like, oh yeah, I have no idea. And they're like, so I'm going to ask you again and I'm going to give you an opportunity to give me a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh yes, I'm a quick learner. I'm vaguely familiar, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where people are like, we're really rooting for you for fuck's sake. Just oh my make God. it up. That's so <laughs> funny. I feel like that's like, what kind of interview? When did they ask you that? You know what I mean? Like, what was uh, the interview well, for? Office jobs and stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, where they're like, just, you'll figure out word. Just tell tell me that you know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love when people, yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of what they did. It was actually, it was, the post house doesn't exist anymore. I think it does under another name, but like, uh, there were a couple of the assistants there who held my hand kind of and like, Mm -hmm. at least sort of showed me and the guy whose room it was, who was like, he basically, he was doing the mix of the film. Then I came in and like rooted around and did like this other thing that they needed. Um, he was great. But, um, years later (laughs) when I was, when I had, finished grad school and I was working at a post house as like um, an audio post assistant basically I was working in the machine room and I was pretty familiar with like how all of that worked Um, I got a call and it was someone from that internship that I had had and they were like hey so we're just going back through some of the work that you did and none of it you didn't record any of it on (laughs) like I had fucked up like everything you could possibly imagine not only the mix itself but like putting it back on the tape like, I didn't do any of the technical stuff. I was like, well, I'll just kind of push these buttons and see what happens, which to me now is insane that I would think that that would turn out okay. That's hilarious. You know, just nope. So, yeah, I had to 
go back over um and were they cool about it or were they like are you out of your fucking mind i think they were cool about it because i think they know ultimately it was their fault for just like throwing <laughs> me into a room with no interview you know they were just like yeah. so you know well um, also again like now you could do anything with the internet you just look up like how to fix my car top to bottom how Dude. to rebuild it and some somebody has it on there entirely for free just for the pride of people clicking on it and it's like how i don't understand how it, people just don't know how to do things anymore just look <laughs> it up spend 10 fucking minutes you watch a video of a, a horribly boring man ex explaining it step by step you got yeah. it yeah yeah um I mean, also, um, what I could have done was asked for help, which I absolutely didn't. You know, I was like, <laughs> certainly not. Absolutely not. Who does that? Not this guy. Yeah. I might have had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, Lisa. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> an internship in general. So, but we learned quickly that that it didn't matter. It really didn't matter. So when um, did you... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please. When did you get your first, like, I guess, more legit composing job? Did it? I assume it took a little while after the military movie it, it wasn't it a military movie but that's how it's saved in my brain that's the that's, file it's under <laughs> that's how it should be saved in everybody's brain <laughs> i've mislabeled um, the file it's too late <laughs> i think um it just kind of like it started with uh doing the post house that i was working for did a lot of like short form stuff a lot of promos and commercials no like films or anything like that um and so like i just kind of kept reminding them that like i could I could write music and like if any if they ever needed mm -hmm. like a temp score or whatever and then um eventually i got to like submit some stuff and then some of the stuff stuck um i think that was like the very first thing i remember a chaps like a 15 second chapstick commercial which was oh massive at the time and still would be listen chapstick i'll do it i'd love to do yeah, it yeah absolutely um but yeah i kind of just like you know like ended up making friends and having relationships not having relationships that sounds weird uh not like, like the best friend from high school having romantic college, relationships yeah. <laughs> with everybody i worked with and that honestly if any young people are listening that's the way to get work just kidding that actually um, it actually is and i <laughs> wish i would have known that sooner <laughs> no just um uh the the people who i was doing like who i saw kind of coming in and out and who i ended up working with when i went to a different company and was no longer an assistant but had my own room um i would just like in conversation always be like i can do your composition as well and stuff and that worked sometimes but like what i later found out in life is basically like if you're introduced to someone as like one type of skill it's very hard to cross over to another Ooh, really in that like in that context so like if you're lots of people will be like oh cool yeah joanna is a mixer and oh does she write music too cool and then like that information just like goes away immediately mm -hmm. whereas like if i'm introduced as a composer like they'll never hit me up for to do a mix which is great you know um so it was kind of hard to cross over and then when i moved to la after i'd done you know some commercials and i'd done like um a couple like uh a couple like theme packages for some shows there was one mm -hmm. called it's not on anymore, but it had Regis Philbin. It was called Crowd Goes Wild, produced by my friend Greg Grogel. Um, there was another one with like Katie Nolan and stuff. So I had like some of these kinds of things under my belt. And then when I moved to L.A., I started doing more like um, TV show stuff mm -hmm. and getting into like films and short films and things. That's fantastic. You know, I just learned Thank yesterday you so much. this has nothing to do with either of us. I just learned yesterday that apparently Alan Thicke wrote a bunch of like TV uh tv show jing jingle is not the word he did like yeah, the um that works wheel of fortune and i think like two other major sitcoms i'm like oh he's a gajillionaire i don't understand how yeah. he's not the richest person on earth if he did like i don't think he did different strokes but like one of those you know where i'm don't like i don't understand on your crying. did he yeah. he didn't write that though he didn't write that no i don't think so he can't i don't have. know which one he did and i don't remember the wheel of fortune theme all Either all I remember is the crowd shouts "Wheel of Fortune," <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, certainly he didn't write that. Although that was, you know, that's what he wrote. He was like, listen, part of the theme is going to be crowd participation. And you're like, Alan, you are such a genius. And he's, he's like, like, we're yep. going to strip it down. <laughs> Here's my idea. My fee and is like, the same, what a great composer. <laughs> but we are going to strip it down, and I'd like you to write it. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, yeah. so how many instruments do you play? Well, 
uh, I there was a time when I played more like fluently, like piano is my main instrument that I've been playing for a long time. But um, when I was like playing in bands, there was some guitar and bass involved um, and keys. I would sing backup vocals. And then like in um, there is there's been some clarinet in my life, which I don't really play anymore. Some bass clarinet. Ooh, and then well, I got you because I played clarinet in tenor middle sax. school. So. Yeah, as that's soon as what I'm I about. find, as soon as I locate my clarinet, I'll come over and jam. I'd I'd like that. When you say jam, you know I'm not going to be playing anything, right? So basically, it'll be a concert. <laughs> just double checking you're all set for that. I'm just going to do a solo concert. Yeah, I thought maybe I could really add an extra super important element to your work. You can. You absolutely can. I there's one person who I know who I can who's like an actual friend of mine who I can call for clarinet things and flute things. Oh. Otherwise, I have to just like hire, and I would hire him, but then otherwise, I would hire like people who aren't actually my friends. But like the fact that I could add you to that roster is yeah. fantastic. Wait, what instruments do you need? Because I'll just learn it. Do you, maybe the, perhaps the accordion? Maybe I should. Well, <laughs> perhaps you want to learn the accordion before you, and perhaps uh, you want to bring that accordion right over here. We can learn it together. Um, I can't I don't I don't I no violin no viola no cello none of the stringed instruments the string. really those seem yeah. so fucking complicated to me like I look at that I'm like I don't know how many one are does they it. there's just four strings like how hard can that be <laughs> you know I get I have like I'm <laughs> trying to learn that's a joke guitar. just so we're yeah. clear <laughs> <laughs> you were like Jesus. I don't understand jokes. No, <laughs> I know, honey. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's also just like there's an infinite number of positions that you can put in in the way that you can place your hand. There's mm-hmm. no, there's not a fret. You know, there's just mm-hmm. there's no, and so you just have to be right on all the time. Which well, blows even with my fret, fucking mind. I'm like, you can't, you can't really. It's. I whatever I'm trying to learn guitar and by trying mm-hmm. I mean I get really upset and then I pick it up like once a month oh, that's um, good so it's not really I'm not really helping myself here oh you I think in like 2035 you're gonna be very good at it 2035 <laughs> I'll have one song down <laughs> but I'm like I grew up playing piano uh and that makes sense to me because I can see it and you can feel the keys like like uh, like typing you can feel the keys or a clarinet I'm like got it I have my hands in place where yes. a guitar I'm like what it all feels the same to you're me you're sliding around you know you're throwing a bar chord in there fuck you yeah I have you no know? idea what's happening yeah am I allowed to swear yeah absolutely cool. it's Howard Stern is on series exit you could do whatever you want all right great <clears throat> take my clothes off then so wait what's your <laughs> what's your favorite favorite instrument to play uh drums probably um i do like the piano but like i also don't really like piano in out in the wild like i yeah piano has to be set contextually just right for me in pieces of music for me to like really get into it um like piano rock is not really my sure, vibe yeah. uh though it's so many people's vibe and it, it's a beautiful thing it's great good job carry on but not for me yeah um but yeah i mean but like you know your synths um i they're you don't see them but they're they're flanking me mm-hmm. um yeah i like to play with those but probably probably drums is the most just straight up fun to play you know yeah it seems like it'd be a good way to get some anger out or energy yeah just because there's uh, it seems to be so much more movement than everything else yeah, there is there certainly is yeah um yeah there's lots of times when i'm just sitting in here waiting for like i don't know elements or like i sent a thing off for approval or whatever and then i just get fidgety and then i hit play hit those for 30 seconds or something and it helps a lot it helps yeah. a lot that's great what was the hardest instrument to learn how dare you <laughs> Um, I mean, for the most, I think, I think, uh, I'm just trying to think, this is going to sound real douchey. Mm -hmm. I don't mean it this. Okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to answer the question. Sorry. You can cut all that out. I think guitar, (laughs) guitar's hard. Um, guitar isn't one of the ones that like just felt like, like piano just like made sense in a way, not like a a Mm -hmm. Mozart or Beethoven way, but you know, it, it just like. I just it just like it was more like patterns of like hand placement as opposed to notes like I don't really read music and it's just from ear so yeah. like in that way it was kind of um but yeah still guitar I have to do when I'm tracking guitar it's uh a joke that I have with my dear friend Pete because like 
if I have the budget, I'll um, have him like, you know, I'll hire him to play it. And then if I mm-hmm. don't, I have to do it. And it's just basically like, I'll do my best and then just like fucking piece it together. You know, I have to like yeah. edit the shit out of it still. Um, and I do wish that I could like just sit down and basically have like the facility of the keyboard on a guitar. That'd be life changing. Be awesome. Yeah. Life changing. I, th- I mean, that Probably. does seem the most complicated to me too, which makes it unnecessarily impressive. And by unnecessarily, I mean, <laughs> I'm taking a look at my dating life. That's what I mean. <laughs> Let's actually delve into your dating life. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we on that? It's a, it's a massacre right Is now. It? It's not, uh, I don't know what's going on. Well, I uh, I think that I've might be part of your sh- problem. Maybe you want to be a little more present, Lisa. Yeah, I've been on a streak on. of hooking up with exes, which is not my style. I don't know why oh. I'm out here playing the hits right now. It's <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> well, you know, there's comfort. There's a a familiarity, an intimacy, if you will. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it's it. It's like I know when I'm gonna get. I know how I'm gonna get dick down. You know. <laughs> Abs- no mystery there. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. If there's one thing I know about, it's deep dicking. For sure. Uh, yep. <laughs> Let's hope no one listens to my episodes. <laughs> so wait, when did you, um, uh, when, I guess in your, I don't want to say journey, because that's so you fucking can say corny. It, it is incredibly corny, when, yeah. when in your musical journey, did you realize, yes. like, this is it. This is my for sure career. I've got this. Um, I think when I started, um, I think I think when I got a job that wasn't an assistant and then I got another job that wasn't also like like it, there was a, I saw a progression and mm-hmm. I thought that like <clears throat> that would maybe continue if I didn't really fuck things up. And at that point, I wasn't I wasn't composing. I basically mm-hmm. was like doing audio post production uh, doing like post mixing and sound design. And every now and then there would be like the odd composition job that I was trying to like nurture. But as far as just having like a steady job, which is really what I was concerned with after grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that first that first job after being an assistant um, was cool. And then the next one. And then after that, um, I started my own company. And and then that's how it's been rolling. I since. love it. That's awesome. So who do you look up to as a composer? Because I'm like, I think I don't know. I've I got kind of into film scores a handful of years ago. And I but I'm I still only know, you know, the the main stable dudes. Uh like that's that's all I can recognize is like Philip yeah. Glass and <clears throat> he's, John Williams I was gonna and, I was gonna mention Philip Glass. He's uh, he's amazing. Um yeah, 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 Jonathan Williams. I mean, you can't really that he's that he's like synonymous with like so many um massive like blockbustery kind of Lucasfilm movies and all yeah. that stuff, you know. He's like made so many iconic scores. So he yeah, but he was never like I was never like oh, I'd like to be like John Williams. Like James Horner was always my guy. Uh I think because he scored Field of Dreams, but then like, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know at the time that he was scoring Titanic and then I feel like that's like when he helped Celine Dion, he and Celine Dion co-wrote My Heart Will Go On. People were like, oh, James Horn. Well, people who weren't like film score buffs started to like know who he was, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I could also be wrong. <laughs> I could also be wrong. But um, but yeah, I mean, I really I, he wrote the score for Glory, which like blew my mind. It was beautiful and like heart wrenching. And um, uh, Ennio Morricone, you know, no he's idea. a classic. He's like the guy who wrote a lot of the like spaghetti westerns weirdly even though he's italian um but i think like my favorite current day composer is trent reznor honestly for film i love he's so good composing yeah he's there's something about you know like he and atticus like they the um the kind of i don't know it's just they they're they're hanging out like in that sort of like little bit of a synthy world like Mm -hmm. social network is a great score one of my favorites um, oh yeah, I feel like all of my film score friends are gonna be like, "The Social Network is your favorite score, Jesus." You know, but it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. I, you love who you love, you know. Yeah, um, I'm really partial to Jurassic Park. That's a good one. Yeah, and, Johnny and actually Johnny Beetlejuice Dubs. is yeah. Oh, Beetlejuice. I mean, there's so many. Wow, <laughs> I was just gonna be like, I wasn't prepared, but it's like you told me about this like a month ago, so I could have looked this yeah, up yeah, more. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, um, Hilder, whose last name I can never pronounce, but she wrote the score for Chernobyl. Did you see that miniseries on HBO? I didn't. Okay, well, it's 
fucking terrifying and heart-wrenching and oh, incredible. Great. It's basically this the story of the Chernobyl disaster mm-hmm. and the meltdown of the reactor and like the days leading up and the days that all the aftermath and stuff and it's like gorgeous and beautiful and the score is fucking haunting and like mm-hmm. dark and fucked up and that I always like shit like that. Does um, the series include present day where influencers have been going and taking photos in bikinis <laughs> in front of it? No, no, thank God. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was like a, you know, the season finale. I just feel like are they, is it, I and wonder if people a, that should have died in Chernobyl. Well, seriously, I feel like it's the same people who are like, COVID's over. It's like here's the thing about half-lives, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You're still gonna get, you know, why don't you bring a Geiger counter with you just in case, because it's not gonna be great. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, uh, there's there's so many. Um, my buddy Dan Romer is one of my favorite composers also. Oh. I would never say it to his face. Ever, ever. Just kidding. I would. Well, yeah, we're going to bleep it so he bleep. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just um, in case he comes across yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very talented fellow. Um, uh, yeah, but the, just, you know. I'm trying to think of others who I really like, but what would you say is like your, uh, I don't know if hook is the right word, but, um, that makes you, that makes your work stand out. Like when I think the one, one thing that I find recognizable is I feel like Danny Elfman fucking loves an oboe. <laughs> yeah. Loves it. Yeah. And like maybe like a little, like kind of a twinkling, uh, sound on the, um, not bells. What, what is that? It's like maybe a glockenspiel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he loves a little twinkly sound and an oboe. Totally. And I'm like, that's how his work is recognizable to me. So, like, what do you think is your, or what would you just disc- think of as your, I just said the same sentence twice because I thought I it was it coming out differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always incorporate, like, very quietly somewhere. So I always, weird. always do it. Um, I think, like, my, the things that I just, like, kind of, like, geek out on are... Um, I like to, I like dark, like dark, disparaging, like weirdness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. which is odd. Uh, and I like to like use different, different means to get there, just find like weird shit and have it create some sort of a sound bed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think like there's just, there's a, I have, there's like a lot of synth pop sensibility just like in my life based on my sister, like my stealing of my sister's tape collection when I was, she's mm-hmm. 10 years older than me. And so like, was her she, tape collection also recordings from the television? It was not recordings <laughs> from the television. No, she was uh, a much more, um, I was going to say cultured. That's not the right word, but um, no, I mean, she was listening to like New Order and Depeche Mode and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, like the Talking Heads and just like a lot of kind of like new wavy sort of. So I, that informed like a lot of what I did, even just like in the band that my friend and I started in New York and also just um, what I can get away with now as far as writing mm-hmm. film scores, whether it's not like overtly like synth pop, but either even just like the, the Trent Reznor style of, of creating that stuff using like synths or weird like detuning shit so it's fucked up and um, and also like just uh, percussion that's not predictable I think sure you know sure rhythmically like or that. or choosing instruments that maybe you wouldn't hear not hear but like you know I feel like every composer's like, I'm different, you know? It's like, yeah, I mean, we all are. We all have our weird yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. I think that's In like kind of- In some way or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's also just inspiring because I I get to spend time with lots of other composers and musicians and most of my friends are very talented. And so I just like draw inspiration from all of them as well, not to be like so gay about it, but it's true, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, but I but mean, it really real. is- Yeah, yeah. It's that's lucky. Like, it's very lucky. That's the coolest thing about- working in a creative field besides not having to work a shit job that you fucking hate is you know you're everyone around you does cool shit also you know it's like there's so many comedian friends that i admire so much again i would never tell them fuck that uh but i'm like oh these are my coworkers and not some assholes in a restaurant or whatever not to disparage restaurant work but um, sounds like you did sounds like you did that pretty plainly (laughs) you go straight to hell 
<laughs> who's um somebody that you're dying to work with like is there do you think more in terms of like oh, i want to work with this other composer or musician or uh, i would love to work for this director oh well now that's interesting i mean mm-hmm. working finally with- an interesting question <laughs> 50 minutes in fuck <laughs> <laughs> I think Christopher Nolan makes some fucked up shit. I would like yeah. to work with him. Um, and then like on the, um, I mean, there's there's many other answers to that question. It's just you didn't prep me, and now I feel wow. really. I don't prep anyone. I come up spot. with this on the spot. That's why some of them are bad questions, Joanna. You know what, Lisa? Why do you think they're terrible, Lisa? Look. <laughs> Every interview is different, and I just don't understand why you couldn't have prepped me fully. Like this was fucking Conan O'Brien or something like that. Um, I just have a list of questions. Um, yeah, yes, totally. I could never. If if that was part of this requirement, I'd be like, I can't do it. Oh my god! I, I mean, the fact that I even show up is is really <laughs> miraculous, dude. On on the podcast with Mo, like my friend Pete was like, so how what what kind of research do you do? And we were both like we don't do we don't do any it just is it just rolls as it flows you know what I mean and sometimes it's not great that's that's the price it's like what are you talking about research this isn't a fucking PBS news hour no it's not which honestly I think if we work hard we could get it there um uh what was it oh uh and also the the composer I was talking about who who wrote uh the score for Chernobyl I would like to work with her Mm -hmm. um she's also an incredible cellist too um but yeah, I think it would be fun to collaborate honestly with just like any women ever, like any non-cis dudes would yeah, be Yeah, it seems great. like it's it's another field that is just flooded with men. It's yeah, it is. There are a lot more of us now, like honestly in the past um well this year I've met two who are now two dear friends of mine, but we all do the same thing basically. And it's lovely Mm -hmm. because like, I think each of us have our own little strength and thing that we're good. So um, hopefully I'm talking to one about collaborating on something, but like, yeah, I mean, there, there, there are dozens of us, you know what I mean? Uh, There are dozens of us uh, non-cis male composers out here. In a field of tens of thousands. Yeah, and and really a sea. No, there are, there are a lot though. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot more than there used to be. And it's, it's nice to see. It's very great to see. Um, Yeah, I don't want to work with you. I don't know if you're getting at that, but that's not. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on, I gotta fix my hair. I was gonna dust off my clarinet and you know jam on some ode to joy or whatever it is that i <laughs> of could all possibly things. remember fucking ode to joy i'll get down on some ode to joy i was like i was such a good student so i was i could be good like there were times where i was like up to second chair out of six thousand because i wanted to play the drums whoa and we went, whoa whoa up to second chair out of six thousand your section had six thousand clarinets <laughs> i don't know if there was six thousand that's some bullshit what happened was when I went to choose an instrument for band, my dad took me and my dad could care less about school functions. Yep. And I I showed up and I was like, I want to play drums. I was like laser focused on drums. And uh, the band director was like, well, we have a lot of people in percussion. And I was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll be the I'll be the 100th. Yep. And my dad was like, just pick something else. And the band was the band director was like, we could always use more clarinets. And I, was, I didn't want, I had no interest. Nobody wants to do that when they're in fucking elementary school or whenever. No, no, absolutely not. And I like, Dude. at that time, I didn't know of the existence of like the oboe, which maybe I could have gotten down with because it's a fucking funky ass sound. I love it. <laughs> it's um, a funky ass sound. You know, and like I would get up to, I, I want to say there was like 20 of us, 20 or 25 of us playing clarinet there was a massive clarinet section i don't know if like the band director got a kickback financially for <laughs> having more clarinet. I, I don't know what it was i there would was... love for the band director to get a kickback at all or just like get <laughs> a salary all. you know at all yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah i i ended up playing clarinet and then after a while i was just like i fucking hate this and then i would just like make crazy noise during band and mm-hmm. then i was you know in were the you also asked chairs. to leave I wasn't asked to leave okay. because I th- only because I think it was seventh and eighth grade, so they couldn't technically ask me to leave. They could <laughs> just give me a real stern look, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
Um, oh, absolutely. Abs- I know that look. I know it well. Yeah. Um, I went through the same thing, actually, because when I remember uh, I had a, uh, my friend Lauren was in sixth grade and I was in fifth grade and she was going to a different school. But like mm-hmm. the beginning. So the sixth grade band, though, like came around to all the schools and like they, they like played a, a small tour, a small elementary mm-hmm. school tour. Uh, for the underclassmen, the underclassmen, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that band play and I like lost my fucking shit. I had never seen anything like it before. I, I love tw- it. Like 12 or whatever, however old you are when you're fifth grade. And I was like, I went home and I like screamed to my mom. I was like, I mm-hmm. have to be in bed. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and I wanted to play the drums and I the same thing happened. So like, I went in I was with me it was me this kid Butch Flowers mm-hmm. who was really nice he had a little calic right here and then mm-hmm. there was some other fucking kid who even cares honestly don't ask me his name but the point is our band director was like okay do this tap okay now do this and had us do some like hand like multiple like hand-eye coordination things it would, mm-hmm. you would need those things when you're playing drums you know yeah um we all killed it he was like cool you and you play drums you play clarinet and I was like what the fuck I have to play clarinet how did I do that so then I ended up playing clarinet and I was so sad I was so That's bummed really funny is it funny I'm glad that is really sadness. I mean I kind of love it my I also took god bless my parents for paying for this but I did take private lessons for a long time yeah and I think my gal was twenty dollars an hour which I th- I thought was close to a thousand dollars an hour. It is, you know, in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and my parents absolutely fucking hated the sound of the clarinet. So <laughs> they made me practice. That's odd, Joanna, in our unfinished, fucking disgusting basement. That would, when it rained, it would flood up to like your mid calf. Okay, and it was just full of mildew, and I would have to sit in in the basement and just play my little heart out. No heat. Wow, they really hated one you, didn't one they? exposed <laughs> light bulb hanging like a horror film, you know. And and that uh, is, I mean, way to associate just a shitty, <laughs> shitty dark, dank basement with an instrument that you're being forced to practice in that environment. Just, oh my god, you know, my parents be, hated it. It would be an amazing story if it's like cut to like 20 years from you, and you're just like, la la. You're like, you know, first chair and like the whatever, you know. I think also I may have stuck with it if I would have realized like, oh, you could do something really fucking cool. Like you could be, I didn't, I had no concept of bands outside of like Guns N' Roses, you know? Right. I was like, oh, that's what a band is. And last time I (laughs) checked, Duff McKagan isn't jamming on a clarinet during any of the songs. Like not on stage. Not on stage. You don't know what Duff is doing in Duff's private time. We don't have any idea. But like, you know, then I remember as an adult seeing like orchestras or like I've gone to see John Williams at the bowl and I've gone to, you know, Walt Disney Concert Hall to see another uh, another like old timey mm-hmm. classical music, whatever. Um, th- I'm very good on technical terms. That's one thing people say about me very yep. often. Um, Constantly but I think if I would have like known that. that that was an option, I would have stuck with it just for the side I don't know, side gig, if that's a real thing. Like, I don't think you're probably not playing with John Williams and that's your and you're like, well, you know, I got to get back to waiting tables this weekend. I mean, I think if you're playing in John Williams in, in an ensemble that John Williams, I think you're probably uh, a session player. I think that's probably your full time. Yeah, gig. I would hope you're set yeah. up for fuck's sake. Yeah, I think that's probably what's happening for you. Um well, sorry that you pissed your clarinet career away. <laughs> I, know. I still have it somewhere. I refused to sell it because I thought, well, Do someday, you? someday. So it's in it's here somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know where I packed it. So I'm I'm going to okay. find it and I'm going to dust it off. Although I did get uh, a keyboard recently, a new keyboard uh because I missed playing, I had a piano when I was a kid. Or I do, I sort of, I have a piano now. My mom, before she married my dad, she spent all of her money on a grand piano, like a proper grand wow. piano. Wow, holy shit. Um, and it's mine now, but it's at my grandma's house. And I'm like, well, I don't. We have I, to get over to your grandmother's house. There are well, so many treasures over I, there. I told, <laughs> I told Megan, I was like, I think I want to ship out the piano. I mean, not that I have, you know, five grand to ship a piano across the country. And she was like, absolutely not. I'm like, we have a huge place. I'm going to fucking. <laughs> I'll talk to But her. I'm like, realistically, I should wait till I have a home to ship it out. I shouldn't right. ship it into a, an apartment 
And right. then just wh- how you can, it's hard enough to move in Los Angeles without a grand piano. Might I suggest uh, you shipping it to my home? I'm happy to hold <laughs> on to it for you. And then you pay for it to be moved if and when, if that ever happens. Wait, do you have a house? This could be. This I, do, could be I do have a house. Yes. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to consider it. <laughs> Yep. Mostly because I I want to get it out of my grandma's house before my aunts destroy it. Uh, what size is it? A niner? A twelver? What are we talking? Oh, I don't know. Well, find out. I'll it's do some measuring. Huge. Well, it's a huge. I think it's a Baldwin. Okay, great. Do you mind if it sits outside in the direct sunlight? Mm. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know. You know what? You asked me a question like long, long ago, and I mm-hmm. who, who knows? Who knows even what it was? I don't, you know what? I don't remember yeah, either. This is this is a problem with yeah. um, my brain. I just go on a tangent. <laughs> yep. So yep. you're, I assume now your family is very supportive of this. They're like, okay, this is cool. You, you did <laughs> For it. some reason, I thought you were going to say, so now I assume your family is very wealthy because of how you, how well you're doing. And I was like, I don't know what you've heard about <laughs> well, how well I'm well. doing, um, <laughs> but it's not, um, yes, they are very supportive. They, they really have always been, I mean, they really really have i mean wow oh, that's fantastic so no yeah. playing in a dirty basement from i uh, know although i'm sure if we had a dirty basement they would absolutely be like get down there it's good for you kind of a thing. <laughs> you know yeah yeah you know uh, <laughs> i have a and i i've got a i have a nephew who's 14 now and he and i are basically just like apples off the same tree the two of us are just mm-hmm. the, to- the fucking assholes of the family and it's, we're both like loud and like very neurodivergent mm-hmm. and just like not we're just like two of these things are not like the other ones you know um and it's fun to see because there's so much of um you know he's like really creative in another way he's a sort of like a cinephile dude and like wants to be a filmmaker and shit and he actually knows what he's talking about which is really annoying and disgusting honestly yeah (laughs) like yeah wow your sense of self is offensive to me i can never i'm i'm so wildly jealous of kids and teens that that have like a firm grasp on art and know things because i'm like i was always very artistic and loved art but my parents were like, they don't know authors or filmmakers. I mean, like my entire life growing up, I called everything a show. <laughs> I called movies and shows shows because, and I think because like I lived around my grandparents and I was they called say everything a program. It's and so it's a, like the program, <laughs> program. Oh my God, JJ, what program do you want to watch? Always. <laughs> Always my grandfather would say that. He called me JJ, which are not my initials, <laughs> that's really whatever. Cute. It's fine. Um, totally. That's where, yeah. yeah, that's why you say it, because you pick it up from your parents who and grandparents who say shit like that. Yeah. And my mom still doesn't get it. Like, she recently was like, well, do you watch Netflix? As though Netflix was its own <laughs> it's TV show. series. Have and you I seen, was like, have yeah, you seen Netflix? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen? Actually, it's Nextflix is what it she is. calls it. Nextflix. Oh, the, my friend's dad calls Hulu Hula. <laughs> see here's the thing yeah, for my my mom's mom she grew up learning polish and english at the same time so she said a lot of things weird and kind of backwards mm. and, and it was just like a fun quirk and i'm like my mom has uh actually zero excuse for saying things like netflix <laughs> right. other than there's no cultural She's a mom. Anyone who yeah, has yeah. a child immediately like does. It's like almost getting things right since 1985, you know? It's like a piece of their brain breaks off. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, how's your friend Chariot? You're like, Sarah? You know? It's always <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. not quite there. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it is. No, but they were exactly. always really, uh, yeah, they were always supportive. And my sis, too. They're good. They're good. They're keepers. I love it. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, it's lucky Um, for sure. I have one last question for you. I like to ask everyone this. Um, What's your favorite color? Um, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Thank God. I was like, wow. Really going deep. Okay. You're like, hmm, that's weird. Honestly, for the record, my favorite color is forest green. Yeah, I I gathered that from being from Oregon and the wall behind you. You don't know me. I was like, it seems like a theme. Like earthy earthy colors, you know. Yeah. Um, no, my sign off actually is ba 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 ba. Yeah, that's actually my fucking sign off. Also, the thing is, like, I always wanted the old Jeep, like the 1997 Jeep, dark green mm-hmm. with like oh, tan yeah. interior. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it, and as you can tell, it stayed with me 
uh, and I'll never have it because I simply can't buy a car that runs on gasoline and for my next car. You know what I mean? No, you gotta it get doesn't a fucking, make any sense. No. How masochistic can anyone be? Please. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's talk if- climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hit stop and then re-record. And I'm gonna, we're going to jump into my other podcast. Uh, the world is on fire. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so if... Your childhood self, like eight-year-old Joanna, could mm. meet you today mm. as an adult. What mm-hmm. do you think she would think? What would she think? She'd be like, "Holy mm-hmm. fucking shit! You didn't like you d- you you did stuff." You know, like I just the the concept of like future Joanna to me as a kid was just like it was a blur. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing. I had no fucking idea what it would look like ever. Like it would be. I think she'd be like, "Holy shit." kind of you know married yeah. and also divorced and what the fuck i just a lot of holy shit moments for the eight-year-old yeah. yeah. in like a full-ass studio with a million instruments from what i can see i can see like five but i assume there's 600 others well there's there's six thousand clarinetists to my left <laughs> of which you're the second chair which is pretty cool um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think she'd be stoked i'd tell her to be just a little more organized if she could be uh, sure if possible <laughs> i think that's a note for most kids except the psychopathic ones yeah which would absolutely not resonate she'd be like i am what do you mean like i remember yeah. uh i didn't even know like what school grades were in elementary school i didn't even know that we were getting graded i was just like showing up like dicking around and then going home honestly I, like i remember what? in like second grade this girl was riding home on the bus in front of me her name's Catherine, and she was like two years older than me and she's like are your grades good and i was like yeah i think i get all a's she's like you're getting straight a's i was like yeah like what like it's hard you know like that kind of thing uh, and then I, you're like, what are they even? A's I or was a spectrum? Like, I was like, when you say like grades, like what specifically do you mean by that? You know, I just I had no clue what was going on. It was <laughs> truly a blissful time. That is so fucking funny because I was such an overachiever. I was like, I've got to get an A on everything or I can't like I can't go on. I mean, once it was later, you know, like your your fifth grade, your sixth grade, your middle school, what have you. Yes. You know, I was aware. But like until mm. then, I was just like a little pinball just bing bonging off walls everywhere. Pretty much. That was yeah. that was the vibe. That's really funny. Um, I I love it. I love, you know, what a freeing life to not have to. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is carried on to my adult life where I'm like, I have to get the accolades. I have to. I mean, for fuck's sake, I have a childhood trophy displayed behind me. Like this oh is God. where I'm like any kind of a, this is probably the last award I won. Uh, <laughs> what is that trophy for? <laughs> Polish princess second place. Oh! Okay, why didn't we lead off with that? <laughs> Excuse me. You know? Excuse me. Yeah, it's... Um, Bring it here. Well, yeah, hold on. The audience cannot see this. But it's a very cool one. Uh, 1988. It looks like you got your VIP wristband American, wrapped around it as well. So I can't even... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from... Uh, that, that was from a cool comedy thing. Here we are. Uh Oh, fuck yes. Listen, everyone, maybe I'll post a picture of this in my Instagram <laughs> story. So you'll have to follow me there to see this. But it's very cute. It's like gold. There's a little crown with like red satin inside. It's a it's a small one. Um, but do I remember those dances? Absolutely not. Do I still have the outfit? Sure do. Um, <laughs> there was, why, why wouldn't I? There's a, a, a piano competition where... Uh, I got a one plus they're like the grade you like one plus is like the best 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 and I got it one time and I like won this thing and um I absolutely remember the piece I played I could still play it very shittily now I love that do I have a trophy that's like about this tall nope they don't give trophies for piano you know that's really disappointing because as I did tell you earlier I got multiple trophies for reading 100 books each time you know what so if I can get trophies for reading books I don't understand why you can't get one (laughs) I'll get you one also this remind oh go ahead no what's the what what did a book trophy look like was it just like oh they were shit they were plastic and they were very tall and like blue and gold I saw them all at a yard sale at my house last week or last week last year I don't know. I had 12 of them and some guy bought them all. And I was like, fantastic. Here you are, sir. You know Probably what? Probably for set decorating. Listen, kids love fucking kids. People. Anyone loves. Mm-hmm. Tro- I have a wrestling trophy that my best friend Maya found in New Jersey, like in the trash. Like she found a mm-hmm. box of just like old high school wrestling trophies and just like gave them out to all her friends. So now That's I have fantastic. one. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
I have, this is, I I swear I really have to wrap up, but I have to I'm tell so you this because it's yeah. so funny. No, you're totally fine. A friend of mine, her dad owned a trophy shop when she was a kid, and she would make herself second place trophies because even in her fucking pretend, she could not imagine herself winning a first place trophy. No. No. Okay, so where is your? It's, I think we should. Can we get your friend on the show? Because I'd love to give your friend. We gotta get her. You know, she works on a. I'll tell you off air, but she works on a very prestigious show now. And I'm like, they have. She's got to win an Emmy. Oh, she's she got has to. to win an Emmy, please. Or it, it, and a Peabody. Absolutely. Oh, Being nominated is not enough in this case for her. Absolutely not no. enough for <laughs> to mend the scars of <laughs> of a second place self identified second place life. No. <laughs> Has to. Yeah. Has to. Um, anyway, uh, I do. I have to hop off. Yeah. But I will. I well, I'll have. Well, you back I mean, on it's your fucking podcast. You end yeah. it whenever you want. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. It was an absolute delight talking to you. And I'm going to take up more of your time socially okay. after this. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, that was Joanna Catcher. You can find her work and more about her on her website at joannacatcher.com. That's Catcher with a K. And make sure to check out her podcast that she hosts with Mo Welch called Come Out, Come Out. It is absolutely hilarious. And of course, I am Lisa Curry. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Olympian Lisa Curry and, you know, Venmo, TikTok, all the places. And please do. Quite honestly, I'm posting a lot of cool stuff on Instagram and you've got to see it. So tell your friends, tell your family, all that. Um... And other than that, we will see you right back here next Thursday. Thank you so much. Goodbye.